Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Brian Qualls. And once again, I have with me Dr. Tom Kunze. Dr. Tom, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you. So today on the podcast, um, I want to talk uh, a little bit about just lighting design in general. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before or not, but if I, I have, I'm going to do it again. Uh, I am a landscape architect, and that's kind of what I do. And one of the main things uh, that I've strived to keep doing is design. And when I came to work for Unique Lighting, um, I, I kind of had a little bit of, of a culture shock that a lot of the, the, the people I worked with, you know, everyone said that they were a lighting designer, everyone I talked to. And in my mind's eye, when I heard design, because of where I came from, I always thought that meant on a plan that it was drawing. And so when I was talking to all these designers, I was expecting to see the designs that they've all created on plans. And that's not necessarily the case, that we've got a lot of people, and, and Dr. Tom's one of them, that actually designs in the field um, and, and designs out on, on the fly. And there's no one way that's better or the other. It's more of, an, of a matter of necessity. So um, from my world, I did a lot of design, what I call on a, on a green field, a, a new project. So there was nothing out in the field to be able to design from. I had to design from a plan where Tom's background comes from, where the, the landscape's already in place or it's in various stages of, of installation and then he's designing as it's getting installed. <clears throat> so um, having said that and, and kind of talking about it, one of the mistakes, and, and Tom and I have talked about this, that we see with a lot of, of uh, designers or contractors is the first thing they do is um, come up with, with an idea of, of number of fixtures that, that has to be on that project. So walk out on a project and say, oh, this, this project needs 15 fixtures or it's 20 fixtures. Or, or Tom, you know, you can speak to this. How, how many times when someone asks you what's the average number of fixtures installed on a project? Yeah, I mean, well, it's not that they ask what the average number is. I don't want to tell them even. Most people would be shocked if you give them a realistic number of what they actually need. But if you ask a homeowner, I mean, typically they're going to say, I don't know, 10, 12 fixtures. Sure, sure. When we were doing my, my parents' backyard, and they got a small production home, backyard, they wanted five lights. Mm -hmm. By the time I got done, I think we're now at 30. So, it, And really, you know, what are they basing that number on? Where, no where did they dig up that information? Yeah, I have no idea. I truly believe, though, it's because they see lighting kits that are 8, 10 lights at Home Depot, so they think that's how many lights you need. Sure, uh, sure. But it really has nothing to do with proper design. Right. And so one of the things that I kind of, you know, equate it to is if I'm hiring you, Tom, to, to come to my house and, and paint my office, mm -hmm. and I say, I want you to do this with two gallons of paint. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to tell me I'm going to paint it with as many gallons as it takes to paint. I don't know, is this new drywall? Is it brick? Is it going to take three coats just to, you know, you, we just don't know what it is. Right. And that's kind of the attitude I like to take with, with lighting. And, and yes, it's easy for me to, to say that now. I've got no project. I've got no budget in front of me and say it takes as many lights as it takes. But you almost have to take that attitude when we go out on a job site or even on a plan mm -hmm. of going through and, and laying that that design out correct and so by by saying that and for me and, and even for you tom I, I think we've talked about this several times in the past is i really let the landscape tell me how many lights there are right that's, depending that's on correct. the on the yard depending on on the situation if there's big specimen trees 
you know, maybe those take two, three lights just to get that lit up. Are there gazebos? Are we having, are there structures that are out there? Are there pathways? Water you know, features. <clears throat> water, I mean, yeah, and it yeah. just, you can easily turn a five light project into a 30 light project. Sitting areas, right. kitchen areas. It yep. just goes on and on and, and on, on and on and on, yeah. Mm-hmm. So from my standpoint, um, you know, when I'm doing a lighting design on a plan. So there is no landscape in place. It's still all conceptual. We're looking at, you know, pretty pictures drawn by a landscape architect. I, again, kind of let that plan tell me where the light's going to go. You know, and what I tell a lot of my landscape architects and landscape designers is look at lighting as kind of taking a highlighter to your design. You've already designed the highs and lows. So like when we design a, a landscape plan, we don't just go and get specimen trees and place them everywhere right right? you put the specimen trees in the focal areas we use kind of some hedges or ground covers in our transition areas and then we've got you know whether they're screen screening or there's a a purpose for each plant in a landscape same thing with lighting exactly the same with lighting so when we're going through and we've got a big focal point whether it's a big specimen tree we're going to put more light on that we're going to put transition light on the transition areas which could be a wall washer of I'd, I'd like to just kind of stop you and kind of cover that too where people don't understand transition and when people will tell me it i don't want it to be too bright well what they don't understand is if the yard is completely black and we really light one tree on the side of the yard it's going to seem extremely bright it's going to draw your eye to it that's all you can see so because there's no balance or transition. So I, I just had that conversation today. So mm-hmm. um, I'm working on a, on a plan with a, a landscape design build. He's not an architect. He's not a guy. He's kind of a design build guy. And um, he shipped me a plan that he had, had marked up. And he said, I've never done this before. And he goes, can you help me out? And then I didn't just litter it with more lights. I, you know, worked with him and, and rather than focusing on the number of fixtures, we went through by area by area and we walked all the way through. Mm-hmm. I, I just completed it. I actually just sent him the wire design and he called me, um, before we started doing this today, just, just, just earlier. And he goes, Hey, he goes, I just got to ask you, he goes, are, are we lighting too much of this? He goes, are we putting like too many of the trees? And I used the exact same analogy. I said, I said, well, technically I go, if we were to start pulling lights off of this plan, then the trees that were, were remaining lit are going to look like big, bright beacons in Absolutely. the night, hot spots in the night. So and that's where, when it, as soon as I explained that to him on the transition, he picked it right up. And- I always try, when I would work with contractors, I would just try to tell them, we're building a foundation first. Foundation is going to be our focal points, our trees, where we have to have lights, where we want to really draw the eye to. And then everything else in between is the transitions, the balance, to smooth it out. You know, it's the fluff. Where a lot of people will attack a lighting job, beginners, uh, when they're first learning, and they think, well, we just light, put one light on every single tree, Mm -hmm. and we put path lights everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, the path lights are the very, very last thing I ever consider. Mm -hmm. Because with everything else I'm doing, I probably won't need that many path lights because you're gonna have enough ambient light from everything else. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. And it's it's like you, in when I used to sell lighting and walk homeowners and a, even like beginner contractors, but mainly a, a homeowner. If I'm walking them to the yard, instead of me telling them how many lights they need or asking them, 
I'm asking them what they would like to see and what they would like to light. And I'm making suggestions as I go and I'm writing it down. By the time we're done walking it, they've agreed with everything. And then and that's they realize how many lights they really need. Well, and that's a great point, right? I mean, if you look at it from a point of view that you're not trying to sell somebody fixtures. Correct. You're trying to give them an effect, mm-hmm. right? And the fixtures are just our way of getting there. It's just our way of, of getting that effect. And if it happens to take three or, or, or four, um, then, you know, that's that's what it takes. It's well, just... really, if you think about it, you just said the word effect, and we're not selling fixtures. If I wanted to light someone's backyard, I could do it with a couple of 300-watt metal halides. Just put them up on top of the roof mm-hmm. and shine into the yard. It's going to look horrible but it'll light the backyard. Sure. So people get caught up in fixture counts. How many fixtures? It's not about that. It's how many fixtures you need. You're putting a little bit of light here, a little bit of light there, and you're making it well, all blend but it's also and, and have transition. Right. Correct. Placement really changes the effect of a light. If I take a, a bullet light and shine it eight feet away from a wall, mm-hmm. it has a completely different effect of taking that same light and shining it up the wall only six inches sure. off, right? So, you know, that's the other thing too is, is you know, doing the proper placement. And mm-hmm. what I can say to, you know, those of you that are listening and that are real new to this is um, there's there's no magic bullet that we can, can teach. I've been doing this for, I, I don't know how many years now I've lost count, but I'm still learning on the job. And there are times where I'll think I'll do something on a plan that I think is, oh man, this is really going to knock their socks off. And we get out in the field and it's, it's extremely underwhelming, whether I've got the wrong beam spread or I've got the wrong wattage or even just the, the wrong, wrong fixture. Um, and it's probably nothing that anyone outside what I'm doing would really notice, but because, you know, I get super critical i'm like it's not exactly doing what i want it to do um that you know i learned for the next one and what i want to kind of what i'm trying to segue to for you tom is for those of you that aren't doing doing your designs on plans like myself you're doing them in, in the field um how important it is to work with a demo kit or create a demo kit so that way you're completely not designing in broad daylight you're actually designing with real fixtures real locations and well, I think, I think also as a tool, um, something I taught many, many contractors is, you know, you get that same story. It's really hard to sell lights or they don't, they don't want to spend that much money. I, I absolutely can introduce anybody that wants to meet them. I can introduce you to the contractors that were selling $500 lights, jobs, the whole job, and turn them into where every small job they're doing is $5,000 and up. But it's all about not trying to drag out 30 lights on a job, but I would say find a focal point that's killer. Sure. Uh, be it a really beautiful tree or a gazebo or something. Some of my best demos have been with six yeah. or seven lights. I and mean, put 10 or yeah. 12 lights just on that gazebo and that tree. When the homeowner sees that, they understand 15 lights is not going to cover the backyard. Sure. You've got 12 on the gazebo and the tree. Sure. It, it it starts smoothing the surface that you're not just trying to sell them a used car. You're trying to create a really nice design. And it's funny how all of a sudden people find the money, their budget starts to increase if they feel like, yes, this is what I want. And they see the value in what you're showing them. 
you know. Well, and from there you can phase it, right? If we go out there and we're designing the whole thing, whether you're doing it on a plan, whether you're doing it in the field with flags or mm-hmm. marking, you know, paint or whatever, that yes, I know budgets are there. I, I work for a living. I, I don't. I can't do everything at the house I want to do, mm-hmm. but I can do it over time. I can do it in phases. Sure. So we can we can walk the the client through the fact that okay, what's most important, right? If it's that gazebo, if it's that specimen tree, well, we'll make sure that we got enough budget to light that. And I can and then tell over you, over time, we can we can pull pull that you know through the whole deal. And, and most people are just like me. I'm visual. Yes. And, you know, I can, I can talk the talk all day long. I can create a beautiful plan, but a lot of homeowners and all are visual. And if you can show them a really, really killer visual, it really starts changing their mind. Well, and the one thing is, it's one thing to show someone a bunch of pictures of other people's houses. Right. It's another thing to show them what their house is going to look like. Exactly. You know. Well, I really uh, feel like we've covered a lot on this one today with design. Um, I, I think this might even be turned into a, another session as we move forward. But uh, thanks again for listening to the podcast today. I'm Brian Qualls. Thanks again to uh, Tom Kunze, Dr. Tom, for joining Thank me. Thank you all. And uh, we'll see you at the next one. Thank you.